Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Ah, good morning, everybody. Football music because it is a football Sunday last regular season game of the year. Along with my pal Jody McDonald, I am Glenn Mack. Now, now let's do the setup here. Jody Mack is warmly ensconced at home. I imagine him sitting by the fireplace, nice cup of coffee in his hand as he plans today's show. I got that about right, Jody? Pajamas? No, fi- no, f- no fireplace, but sweats and a WIP t-shirt uh, and a large cup of coffee just to my right-hand side. You, you painted a fairly accurate picture. Uh, no, no need for the fireplace. Yeah, I was thinking still the Christmas pajamas, but that's cool. That's good for you. Oh, I got the Christmas tree still up. I'm not far from the Christmas tree itself, but there you go. Uh, no, no Christmas pajamas. All right, you got the dog there scratching the dog's head. As dog's he already been out. She's been taken care yeah. of. She's good to go. She's good. ready for football. All right, I am at the stage. Stadium, along with our producers, um, uh, Dave Breitner, Bill Matz, and uh, nobody else from our vantage point. We are the first to arrive at Lincoln Financial Field about six hours and 20 minutes from now. We will have kickoff between the Jalen Hurts-led Eagles and the, we don't know, New York Giants. Now, Jody, let me start you with this. Can I ask you a quick question first? Yeah, sure. Um in one of my uh, return trips to New York, uh, I was working for a radio station that had the Jets rights. And I did the Jets pre-pregame show. Didn't do the pregame show, but I did the pre-pregame show, which is what you're doing right now with me here on 94 WIP for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I, like you, would be at the stadium. Shoot, we used to start at 9 o'clock. In the morning. I used to be, have to be there from 9. I was on 9 to noon. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of a different feeling. Because nobody's there. You pull in, it's the stadium, it's cool because it's game day. But then you look around and you have a couple of just stone-cold wild men. They open up the parking lot at 9 o'clock for... Well, here, uh, it's here. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, you finish the story and then I'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, feel free, jump in, uh, comparable. But there'd be some people that would just be warming up the grill, but they'd be a couple of hundred yards away from where you were. It was just a unique thing to do because you're 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 seeing it all evolve uh, evolve right in front of you, which you're going to get to do today. Have you not done one of these uh, so far this oh, year? Oh, I've uh, well. So normally I get here, I start uh, 
three hours ahead because I do the uh, countdown to kickoff for the Eagles. But I have right. – this is – no, this is, I think, my second one this year. But I've done a bunch of these over the years. Uh, listen, we got lucky today because it's January, and we've done pregames in January, mm-hmm. and people have come to Eagles games in January where it's 10 degrees right. uh, and snowy and all of that. It's a nice 40 degrees today. The sun's out. There's no wind. We certainly got lucky with that. No, I've done this more than a few times. When I got here, the parking lots today open at 9.30. For, remember, it's a 4.20 game. Right. So the parking lots open at 9.30. I got here, and all the cars were lined up to get in. And I will tell you, there were dozens and dozens of cars waiting to get into the lots. They let me pull in because, you know, I'm working. Uh, so I got to cut the line, much to the consternation. <laughs> I, think, I think of one or two of you, like, who's you, that you, guy? You, you, you get a Who couple does of, he know? You, did you get a couple of your number one salutes with the extended middle finger? Yeah, that, the Eagles are number one. You bet. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're going for the one seed. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, but, you know, I had to get in because I had to sit up and do the work. Um, sure. But but people are coming early. Listen, it's, it's a nice day. Uh, it's a terrific day to come out and tailgate. And, yes, but the barbecue grills are going to be set up. You know how my favorite people are? Because I've seen this a couple times, like if I have to leave a game early, and I've had to sometimes leave at halftime for something, there are people who will set up in the parking lots and stay there through the game. They don't have a ticket to the game. Right. Um, They'll have a big screen TV. Sometimes they'll have, you know, the Winnebago or the camper or whatever, and they got these comfy chairs, and they just sit out there and watch the game, drink a beer, smoke some ribs. Not a bad time. The... um the old Texas Stadium where the Cowboys used to play with the uh, hole in the roof. Yeah. I did several Eagles trips down to Dallas for the showdown between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And they used to have a place, I don't know if you ever made it in uh, in there when you were, if you were down for an Eagle Cowboy game. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Called the Corral. Yeah. It was a uh, run by the team within team property. You had to have a um, you had to have a pass to get in there. You didn't have to have a ticket to the game, but you had to have a pass to get into the corral. And yeah, I'd go to the corral before the game started, and I'd come out to the corral after the game is over and done with, and see the same exact people. Yeah. So they did. They never left. They yeah. just stayed in there and watched the game. They just wanted to be near the stadium, right. so that when it when it exploded, when a big play happened, they could be a part of the cheering. Oh, yeah, I've been uh, seeing this for years. I love that. And they pay. I don't know. I mean, it's not cheap. Fifty bucks, whatever, to get in the lot, and then they hang mm-hmm. out with their friends. I think it's great. Actually, if you're one of those people, and right now you're probably sitting in line to uh, to get in, listening to Jody and I, hey, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you and kind of get the psychology of that. I will say this, um, and I think people who come down here know it. There is no more inefficient entity in Philadelphia than the parking services oh. to get you in and out of Eagles games. It is ridiculous. Um there are times when it's like one car at a time, and they have to scan your ticket, and the ticket doesn't scan. And I don't think it's just my ticket. I imagine that happens with everybody, and it moves glacially slow. And it's why when I'm going up to the press box from down here where we do the pregame show, north side of the stadium, Pepsi Plaza, come on by when they let you in. Um, you know, I see these poor people lined up 100 yards deep waiting to get in, missing the opening kickoff. But I I haven't yeah. done that for an Eagle game in years uh, because yours too is on CBS Sports Radio and I got to watch the other games. That's part of my job for what I have to do later in the day. So I haven't been live at the stadium for years. Oh, but I got to experience it again over the last couple of months. 
Phillies playoffs. Uh, yeah. Trying to get in yeah. and out of parking lots and onto uh, varying highways to get out of there thereafter. Oh, it just uh, go ahead and take an hour of your life and know you're going to roll about 400, 500 yards over the course of an hour. Yeah, not the most efficient uh, no. down there in South Philadelphia. No. So if you are uh, waiting to park and they have now, uh, they open the lots, so the lots are now open. But if you're, particularly if you're one of those people who comes, you don't come into the stadium for the game, but you're in proximity. And as Jody said, you hear the cheering and you like to hang with your friends. I'd love to talk to you. I, this, this is the day I want to do it. All right, Jody. They are playing today. Now, most reports have that the Giants are, by nature of the fact that it doesn't matter in the standings if they win or lose, not going to play their starters, play their scrubbinis, play their third-string quarterback. Uh, I keep calling him Joe Webb, God forbid. Uh, what's his name, Webb? I forget Davis. his name. Davis Webb. Thank you very much. Joe Webb is a nightmare from years ago that I don't want to bring up. Um, however, yesterday... Mike Sealski and I had on Tom Rock, who's the NFL columnist for Newsday. He said his belief was that Daniel Jones is going to start, play maybe a quarter, want to get some work in. Uh, Saquon Barkley may have a couple of carries, not a lot. I would be really surprised if it works that way. I don't, I'm not going to say Tom Rock is wrong. He's got sources better than I do in New York. But can you envision the Giants actually playing their real players today, their starting players today? No. I, uh, you and I have gone back and forth on this over the years so many times. You know I'm a compromised guy. I like to find that middle ground. Uh, when you want to be less than comp- complimentary, you call me a hedge guy. Jody Mack likes to hedge. And I do. That that is that is very true. I think that life You're the ultimate spent, moderate. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. And life is spent much more in the gray areas of the uh, the than the black and white extremes that everybody seems to need to get to in twenty twenty three now. This is not one of those positions. That there isn't a middle ground here. Either you believe that you need to protect your players from injury and you are going to take your key handful of guys and tell them, Yeah, you're not even dressing Or you say, no, we need to do what Tom Coughlin did years ago. We need to play this out. We have to try and win. They famously played a very competitive game against the Patriots the last game of the season, the year they were undefeated, and then sure enough robbed them of doing that in the Super Bowl. You either go one of those two routes. Either you pull in all the oars off the boat, or you say, we want to try and beat the game. We remember the Eagles just kicked our fannies three weeks ago by more than three touchdowns. We need to get a little redemption here. I don't think there is a middle ground for this one. That would surprise me greatly. Uh, we just got a uh, report. Adam Schefter, thank you, Nick Earnshaw, producer, says Adam Schefter uh, just uh, put up that Davis Webb will be starting for the Giants, which I think uh, kind of confirms what you thought and what yep. makes sense to me. I, I mean, I don't. You know, it's, it's, there, there's no upside to starting Daniel Jones. There's no – I don't see any basis to do it. So, all right, let us go with that. Let us say the Giants are not going to start Webb, are not going to play Barkley, are not going to play, I don't know, Kayvon Thibodeau. I name, name their top ten guys, and they're not going to see the field today. They're going to Le- – Leonard Williams on the defensive line. Right, Leonard Williams isn't going to play. Because right. he's already hurt. Yeah. If he was playing, he'd be trying to play through pain. There's no way they're going to put him no. out there today. Okay, so they're going to play their backups, which I'll later give you the Ross Tucker theory of why that's not as beneficial to you as you think because those guys are really trying to win jobs. But the Eagles need to play Jalen Hurts, I think. 
uh, they will play Jalen Hurts. We do know that. There are some people, uh, Elliot Shore Parks on our staff says they shouldn't play Jalen. They can win this with the backup. They you don't want to risk Jalen getting hurt. How, how'd that work the last Well, time? that's where I was going to go with you. That was the, the I thought that last week. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I think that uh, if Jalen Hurts can play, Jalen Hurts has to play. They've lost two games in a row. Not only the magnitude of the game, because we know what's at stake, but uh, Jalen right now is coming back off two weeks of inactivity. And this has never happened to him before. When he replaced uh, Carson Wentz two years ago, yeah, he was coming off a link. And guess what? He went out and uh, turned the ball over uh, too many times because he needed to get back into a rhythm. And since he's taken over as a starter, he hasn't missed two games in a row. No. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I don't want to go into the playoffs with Jalen Hurts having not played in a month. Uh, even if Gardner Minshew started and found a way to win today, tack on another dead week off because of the bye next week. No way I want to go into the playoffs with Jalen Hurts off that kind of uh, respite. No shot. If Hurts is healthy and he is cleared to play, then he must play in today's game for me. All right. We're on the same side on this as well. By the way, 215-592-9494. would love to hear from you your opinion on this and a lot of the things we we're going to bring up. And as I said, uh, there are hundreds of people lined up right now to get into the uh, parking lots. Uh, you got nothing to do. You're listening to us. Give us a call, 215-592-9494. So, Jody, big picture. Uh, they did not look good in Chicago. Uh, they won the game against a bad Bears team, which ha- actually has the opportunity to be- win the number one overall draft pick today if things go their way. That's how bad the bads- Bears are. Uh, they lost in Dallas, a game where they played pretty well but lost. And then they looked terrible last week. I thought both sides of the ball. I know I know. people said the defense looked fine, gave up 13 points. Didn't look fine in the first half. Right. What is your worry meter on a scale of 1 to 10, um, knowing that Hurts is coming back, uh, but knowing some of the other injuries they have? Not for today, right? We, uh, actually, let me back up a second. Do you have any fear factor for today, given what we just said about Giants backups, Eagles, regulars? 
that they will win the game. That they'll yeah yeah any fear factor they'll win not style points but just win the game. Right. Um, my fear factor is at about a one point five. Okay. Uh, All right. Crazy, that's minimal. Anything any can any given week. Blah, blah, sure. Blah, 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 blah. But I I can't come up with a narrative or scenario that they don't win the game. Now we need more than that. You you want more than that. You you want to feel better about where this team is at as per where you thought it was two weeks ago. So I think there's more at stake. But if you're just talking about will they win the game and will they be the number one seed, my worry factor is under two. Right. Go to fourteen and three. Get the first round by. Get the home field advantage. Right. That's it. Okay. Now. What is your worry meter kind of big picture? Um, is what we saw last week, really the last three weeks, a bump in the road, or is it something more? Does it all get fixed today with Jalen Hurts coming back? Or is there, are there underlying problems here that we uh, need to be concerned about for a team that we all were getting our Super Bowl tickets for? Um, there is. It certainly goes up from the 1.5 of the Eagles winning the game today. It's more than that because... Without Lane Johnson, this offensive line is just not the same. I know we give it a ton of credit, best offensive line, Statlin University. He is a major part of it. And sorry, Jack Driscoll, uh, he's a nice guy, and the coaching staff just don't go loves him, but he's not Lane Johnson. And we saw a major drop-off in the production on the right-hand side because of it. And Lane is supposed to be back for the playoffs. We believe he's going to be back. We have no idea what level of play he's going to be back at, and I think you have to assume that it's not going to be the usual Hall of Fame potential level that Lane Johnson usually shows. That's my biggest concern, more so than Jalen Hurts, is will Lane Johnson be back, and if Lane Johnson is back, what level is he back at? With as key a guy as he is, uh, my concern level is more like a five mm-hmm. um, middle of the road I'm, I'm still confident in the Eagles I think they're winning today so that home field advantage in the bye week is going to be huge and I think they have a more talented roster top to bottom than the 49ers who are the second best team in my estimation because I know how good Brock Purdy's been but Brock Purdy is a rookie and the Eagles have a quarterback who played to an MVP level this year um, I think they're better than the Cowboys. I'm actually rooting for them to get another shot at the Cowboys because I want to see Hurts against uh, Dak Prescott. I, I still like their chances, but I'm not as confident as I was when they were sitting there at 13-1. and Okay. Uh, and, and I'm again, I'm looking for something to uh, – well, not, I don't need to disagree with you, but I disagree with nothing you've said so far. The, the Lane Johnson thing was even worse than I expected last week. I think part of that was on the coaches, Shane Steichen and Nick – I thought the game plan made no sense, um, and they left him, him uh, Driscoll, out there alone too often. And I don't know why you want Minshew throwing it 40 times against the Saints, who have pretty good pass rush. So I, I thought that hurt, and I think the Lane Johnson thing is worrisome. If he comes back, is he going to be able to play? And how well is he going to be able to play? And for how long is he going to be able to play? And the other one that concerns me is that the secondary overall seems very problematic right now. The good news, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson comes back today. Uh, it would be interesting to see how they use him and how much they use him, um, given that he's coming back. But Avante Maddox is shown to be a much more valuable player to this team maybe than I thought because since he's gone down, other teams are pretty much throwing at will against the Eagles I don't know uh, if I, again, am looking at the coaches who um, the defense coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, keeps using this soft zone. 
in under which Dak Prescott went 24 for 24. And last week, what, what did he complete? The first 14 passes the Saints completed? Yep. Andy Dalton completed 14 in a row. And I don't know if Gannon is stubborn or if he doesn't trust Josiah Scott and Reed Blankenship, but either way, that's a, that's a, that's a worrisome thing to me. So I those two things concern me. I remember a conversation you and I had again back in the 90s when we were doing a show together every single day. And for the life of me, I can't remember what Philly player it was. But I remember you telling me, Jody, less is more. They don't mm. need this guy every single day. They can't put him in there. If they do, then you're asking too much, and his numbers come down across the board. And I said, come on, Mac, man. Less is less. Don't give me less is more. Less is less. He's a key player. They need to put him in there as often as he did. And you turned out to be exactly right because they did play him more, and the numbers went down. I said, shoot, I should have listened to Mac now. Um, that's what I have. That's where I have a fear today of uh, BG, Brandon Graham. Because he has had a phenomenal season, just out of nowhere, coming up, playing as well as he has, double-digit sacks, major contributor with uh, Joshua Sweat out of the lineup. Are they going to up? I think they can up it some, but are you going to go too heavy-handed and put Brandon Graham out there? Because he has been a tremendous example of less is more. He's played less, he's produced more, and with Sweat out of the lineup – uh, how much is the uh, Glenn Macnow confidence meter on uh, the potential replacement they got coming back from IR uh, to step Quinn? in? And Quinn to, to yeah, be a major no. contributor for the Eagles today with uh, Josh Sweat on the sideline. It, it's not, and again, we don't know. We've gotten very little detail on Sweat's injury. It looked certainly scary, and we'll talk about DeMar Hamlin and, and how frightening that was. Uh, you hope Sweat's coming back for the playoffs, too, because he has been a key part of it, and with Robert Quinn, uh, less, much less is more because he's, he's done nothing. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk to the people, see what they have to think. 215-592-9494. Larry in Delaware starts us off. Good morning, Larry. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. I want to talk about this injury thing. See, a lot of people don't realize quarterback play is all about timing. And if your mind isn't really – where it's supposed to be. Like when I'm at work and I'm sore, I'm watching the clock, my mind isn't on what it's supposed to be doing. So you got to take the fact if you're sore, you're tired, you're not sleeping right, so your whole thing is thrown off. And I'll tell you, I haven't had anybody say it, but look at what Kyle Shanahan did. Not Kyle, uh, Mike Shanahan did to RG3. You know, he put him back out there way too soon, and I really think it messed that kid's career off. So, well, it may have, it comes, but I, I don't. I, I will I mean, tell you this. Factors. Well, no, I, I, I hear your point, and I think that what happened in that case really was close to criminal. I have confidence the Eagles would not put out Jalen Hurts before he's ready to go out. Well, exactly, and and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're talking about his very tool. The tool in his toolbox is his arm. You know, you can't play that position without the shoulder. You know, I mean, yeah, everybody talked about McNabb playing with the broken ankle. Yeah, well, all he had to do was sit there and use his arm. But you take that arm out, all you are is a glorified running back or a handoff machine. You're not throwing that ball. So I think Reston was right. But then again, he's not a four-year veteran that just off the bench, have his time and totally disrupted. So he does have to play today. He has to get back and sink. Yeah, I think and there's – and, and thanks. I, Jody, you, you agree there's an advantage to him playing today. Uh, and I guess you've said it before, the, if he had not played from Chicago, 
and assume they win today through two weeks from now, that's some serious rust. Right. And, oh, by the way, here's the reason why I've been a little surprised and the Eagles might be overly cautious. We had a couple things working in hand here. The Eagles, as per the day that Nick Sirianni was hired, when it became more of a Howie Roseman unquestionable controlled team, have erred on the side of protection. They've been uh, practicing less, giving guys days off, rest instead. Injury report, rest for most of their veteran uh, players. Don't, don't leave out those preseason games. They have put a significant emphasis on we're going to protect our players. So I expected that with Jalen Hurts. He finished the game in Chicago. If he had gotten hurt and gone down and was pulled from the game and taken off with assistance, then I would go, oh, man, he's hurt bad. Uh, I'm hearing all, oh, he's adrenaline. That's why he was able to throw the ball. I don't care why he was. He did, and he looked good doing it, and he needed two full weeks off for that. So I was suggesting that it had a lot to do with the Eagles just being overly cautious, like they have been for two straight years now. I hope that's the case. I hope Jalen Hurts comes out. There are reports out there that those that saw him throw said he threw it very well. Now it's, again, in practice, and the Eagles don't practice real hard. It wasn't any guys coming down on him trying to make him kiss the turf, but his arm did look good, and if that's the case, I expect him to play. I expect him to play until the Eagles get up by a comfortable margin, and I expect him to be able to uh, throw the ball effectively. 215-592-9494. Along with Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now. It is an Eagles Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. 425 kickoff. Marilyn Mike on the call. Coming up, though, Phillies made a move yesterday. Pretty significant one. I want Jody McDonald's baseball expertise on that. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. Sunday morning on 94 WIP. Jordan McDonald, Glenn Mack now. Let's uh, get Dennis in Springfield up here. He wants to talk about the schedule. What are you thinking, Dan? Yeah, I'm glad you guys are going to indulge me. Uh, ha- happy Sunday, by the way. I-, I can't wait for this. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Game. Yeah, right. but but it, it you know maybe it's my imagination, maybe it's my homerism, whatever it is, and I'm and I'm glad Jody's on because he does have a national perspective. But for the first nine, ten weeks of the season, when the Eagles were undefeated, it it, it never seemed to be failed to mention of what a soft schedule they played, mostly national, sometimes local. And then you look at who Dallas has played since Thanksgiving, the entire AFC South. The Eagles, three straight games with a backup quarterback, and today will be the second straight game with a quarterback making his start for the first time ever. Yet I never, ever hear about how soft their schedule is and how fortunate they are. Instead, it's how well they're doing. Do they have a shot at the Super Bowl? Blah, blah, blah. And and I I don't get it. I mean, I really don't get why they things can't be pointed out about them that are pointed out against other teams. Like I said, maybe it's my homerism, maybe it's 
Jody, it's all yours. Yeah, maybe it's years and years of eating cowboy crap, but it's, it's, it's just been bugging me. It's, what you say is accurate, and what you're saying is fair. Uh, the Eagles' early season schedule wasn't a killer gauntlet they, they had to run when they were going undefeated. That was accurate. Did people overemphasize it, make it sound like they were playing a little sister to the poor every week? Yes, which annoyed me too. So you and I are in the same boat there. And to point out that the Cowboys' schedule has gotten uh, soft here on the back end is also accurate. So we, here's what we do. Game's over and done with today. Eagles are going to win, so they're going to win the division. And then we compare the two schedules, and guess what? They're going to be blatantly similar. Yeah. And the Eagles will have won more games. They will have rightfully won the division. They'll keep the streak going. A different winner in the AFC, NFC East every single year. So all that previous conversation goes right out the window. Get ready for the playoffs. And if Dallas and Philadelphia play again, know full well it's coming to uh, the link. They play essentially the same schedule. Now, I know there were some people early in the year said the Eagles weren't really tested. Uh, I never really bought that. I mean, so here's who they beat during this season, okay? They beat Minnesota, which I think is a bit of a fraud team, but they're going to be one of the top seeds in the NFC. Yeah, but they did beat them 40-3. to you got to give them the props for that game. They didn't 24 just to beat seven. Minnesota. Who? The oh, you're talking Eagles. I, I Yeah, the Eagles beat the Minnesota. No, Dallas beat Minnesota too, but I'm saying they both beat Minnesota. I'm talking about the Eagles when people say the Eagles had an easy schedule. They beat Minnesota. Uh, they beat Jacksonville early in the year. Now, Jacksonville obviously got it together late in the year. Congrats to Dougie P. made those playoffs. Um, they beat the Cowboys early. They beat Green Bay, uh, who has a chance to be a playoff team today. They, beat, they crushed the Giants in New York, who are a playoff team and that's it. Those are the playoff teams they beat. Am I leaving anybody out? Uh, no. No. So well, uh, yeah, uh, potential playoff team, long shot, but Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, oh, Pittsburgh could yeah. still sneak in. Yeah. But they win today in a couple other games going a specific that's way. That's right. And Detroit, Detroit, Detroit's still alive? They are. If, okay. Uh, but they need Seattle to lose prior to. If Seattle gets beat by the Rams today, not likely, but okay. possible, then Detroit can get in. But if you put Detroit in, then you've got to take Green Bay out. All right, so if we're just sticking in the NFC, we're looking at the teams that are going to make the playoffs in the NFC. They did not play San Francisco. Okay. Uh, they did not play Tampa Bay, but they played and they split with Dallas. They, they beat Green Bay, who may make the playoffs. They beat Minnesota. They beat the Giants. It's, it's, it's not an easy schedule. It's schedule. Right. I mean, it's, it's and the one a moderate that, schedule. The, the one thing that played in their favor was the fact that um, they got teams at the right time. Sure. They didn't but, get the Jags early. They, uh, they didn't get the Jags late. They got right. the Jags early. But there's nothing you can do about that. Right. That's, 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 that's the, it. Uh, the way the schedule fell out. Exactly. All right, Jody, before we get back to football and David and South Philly hang in there, I want to play you this. Jody, that thing goes on for about 12 minutes. That, my friend, is Gregory Soto, and somebody put together a compilation of right. all of his strikeouts last year. And yesterday, your Philadelphia Phillies traded for Gregory Soto, uh, and we'll get to the other guy, Kobe Clemens, in a moment, uh, for return of basically kind of the bottom of your bench. Nick Maton, and I don't mean to discredit these guys, but bench guys. Nick Maton, Matt Vierling, and uh, the catcher Danny Sands, who came up a little bit yesterday. Um, two-time All-Star is Gregory Soto. Uh, has some real control issues. Th throws flames out there. 
as I've always said, I really trust your baseball acumen. What do you think of this trade? I really like the deal. Um, I'll give Matt Veerling a little more credit than you did because he played plenty last year, and he was going to be a factor again this upcoming season with the fact that we know Harper's not going to be able to play the outfield for months. So Veerling was going to be part of the outfield mix if they had not made the deal that they made. Uh, if nothing else is a defensive replacement for Schwarber or Castellanos in left and right because neither one of those guys are good defenders. So they're opening up a bit of a hole in the roster, which is okay because they got the best player in the deal in Soto. You mentioned a two-time All-Star. Part of that is the fact that the Tigers have to have an All-Star and they <laughs> yeah, haven't had true. a very good team these last couple of years. Yeah. Who's, your, who's your favorite Philly reliever of all time who made the All-Star team a couple of years ago? Guy you couldn't stand. Why oh, the, the, what's his name? The, the the lefty who pitched uh, 30 innings a year. God, right. now I'm forgetting his name. So, so am I, and shame on both of us for that. But I do remember you're always uh, questioning him. Oh, no, he used to come status. at me, and we would go back and forth on social media. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to compare Mr. Soto to him, but it's somewhat similar in that somebody's got to make the all-star team, and he was the best of a bad Tiger uh, roster these last couple of seasons. But I, I don't care. He's a two-time all-star. He has been a closer. Pat Neshack. There you Pat go. Pat Neshack. There yeah. you go. Thank oh, you, Pat Oh, God, Nishak. what a piece of work that guy was. I remember you. Are, he had uh, no not, interest in being here. Not really uh, being a big fan of Pat Neshack. But I am a big fan of Gregory Soto in that he's been there, he's done that, he's pitched in high-leverage situations. Here's where uh, I'll draw the comparison. When the uh, Phillies obtained Alvarado uh, a couple of years ago, very similar. Guy could just flat out bring it, do nasty stuff, but could on a given night walk the ballpark. And he came here, and specifically this year in the new regime, um, a much improved, much more in command of his stuff. Shoot, the Phillies were using him in the high le- highest of high leverage situations in the postseason because that's the way Rob Thompson wanted to manage. If Gregory Soto can follow in his footsteps, and I believe that he can, this is an outstanding trade to be able to get a high leverage back end bullpen piece and give up reserves. They're, they're key reserves, and they were chemistry guys on this very good Philly team that was within two games of winning the World Series, so they're going to have to make sure they add the type of players who will fit the chemistry of the team, but this is a trade I make every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Yeah, and I agree for all, this, all the reasons you just stated, and the Alvarado thing is really interesting because, remember, they sent Alvarado to the minors last year and kind of had to get him to figure it out. He saw a... Mind control coach. I'm sure that's not what it's called, but somebody to kind of help him figure out, you know, how to how to control his mind and his thoughts on the mound, and it really worked. And Caleb Cotham, who's the Phillies pitching coach, did a great job with it. And yeah, I think they see kind of the same thing. And another lefty who throws fire, and you know, can't have too many of those guys. I think that's great. Um, he throws a lot of pitches. Man, he throws a lot of pitches. Mm-hmm. He's going to slow down the game when he comes in. But that's not really the point. The point is you got yourself another reliever. Relievers seem like such a crapshoot, Jody. Every year they redo the bullpen and they get three or four new guys, and we think they're going to be good, and occasionally they are. Hopefully this year's is because they brought in other guys. They brought in Kimbrell, see if he has another year left in that arm. They brought in Matt Strom, another lefty. So they got three lefties out there now. Um, and you hope they just find the combination that works. I don't think any of these guys is the guaranteed closer. Even though this kid Soto had 30 saves last year, I don't think he walks in as the closer. I think 
they will do it by committee and do it by circumstance. Um, I'll tell you the one thing. You mentioned Soto in the All-Star game. I think I remember. Didn't Isn't he the guy who gave up the bomb to Real Muto in the All-Star game? Oh, I'd have to look that up. I, I think he is. I think that's what it was. Not that that matters in this case, but I think that's what it was. But listen, they're aggressive. I love how they have built on a team that went to the World Series, surprised everybody by going to the World Series, and a team that's in a really tough division with the Mets who are spending and gaining and getting a lot, although – I don't know where the Korea thing's going. And the Braves, who are a quality team, the Phillies are really hanging in there. And they've made I, – I love the moves they've made this offseason, and I think it's going to be a very fun 2023. What it does, as I said, open up a spot on this team where they still need to upgrade, and that's reserve outfielders. Because as yes. of right now, you got Marsh in center, you got Schwarber in left, you got Castellanos in right. And you don't really have a backup outfielder at any right. of the positions. Yeah. Um, so that is going to be a priority, I would think, for Dave Dombrowski. I'm not looking for them to add a big name. I know you threw out Jerks and Profar a couple of uh, Love weeks, em. if not a month ago. Still um, unsigned. Still unsigned and a guy I would absolutely like to have, uh, depending on maybe his market is just cratered and Maybe it's not going to be as high as some of us would have speculated. So he's a guy I would certainly have interest in, but I think it's a bit of a long shot. Yeah, yeah, um, I do too. Guys who have, uh, let me give you two names. All right. On guys who are uh, reserve outfielders, one of which fills a, I think, a bit of a key spot in that he plays center field. Uh, I actually like the one who's a left fielder, right fielder more so for his bat. Um, but if you're uh, looking to make that center field, uh, backup spot a priority two guys who have been here in philadelphia earlier a couple of years ago the phillies picked up Corey dickerson at the trade yeah, deadline yeah yeah and he came in and did a nice solid job for him got key hits in yeah, big spots um, he spent his last year in st louis where he was a part-time outfielder wasn't everyday guy but got 200 and change at bats didn't have a great year with the stick, but I think he's just a flat-out hitter. He's already played here in Philadelphia, and some people concern themselves with that. Can he handle the pressure of Philadelphia? Blah, blah. Uh, Dickerson's been here, done that. Um, so he's a guy I would have some interest in. I don't think he's going to be very expensive because he's coming off a less-than-stellar Corey Dickerson-type year. And the other one is uh, Travis Jinkowski. Who was here just yeah, a year ago? He was ago. here too, right? Right. Um, utility he, guy, yeah. Utility guy has some speed. Can absolutely play center field. I would say slightly above average defensively center field. Uh, can run a little bit, and I think the Phillies with Trey Turner are going to run more this year. Um, had a weird year. Was with the Mets. Played some. They tried to make a roster move and uh, get him through waivers. Seattle claimed him. Seattle had him for a week. They put him back on waivers. The Mets claimed him back again. So he had a kind of a traveled year last year where he's never really set. I would not mind bringing him back on a uh, split contract. If he makes the team, so be it. If not, minor league type deal. I think that's what he's looking at on the open market. Uh, So that's just a couple of ex-Philly guys who I think would be uh, good in a return engagement here in Philly as a backup outfielder. Yeah, neither would break the bank. I mean, you figure 200 at-bats max for either of them. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, not 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 top-shelf guys, but at this point you just you just need to add depth, so I'm good with that. 215-592-9494. Oh, hey, David and South Philly, I am sorry to make you whole. We promise we'll get you at the start of the next segment. Anybody else invited to join? Top of the hour, Jody Mack, our old producer and a guy who's gone on to fame and terrific work, Mike Garofolo 
is going to join us, and we'll talk about the Eagles and the rest of the league. We're at Lincoln Financial Field as the Eagles prepare to take on the New York Giants. 425 kickoff today. Jody Mack, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. All right, guys, are you ready for some football this afternoon? Pro football's regular season winding down. Birds playing at home versus New York this week. College football championship game on Monday. Pro and college hoops. So much more action to be had. The Bet Park Sportsbook Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right there in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and very easy to use. The official sports book of the real Philly sports fan and the only sports book and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. You got the player props. You got parlays. You got teasers. They offer everything to you. And with live in-game betting, make a play in the first half, want to double down at halftime, want to try and balance your wager at half, you can bet during the game. Join me now, and new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. So download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. With Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now. Sunday, final regular season, football Sunday of the season. Uh, playoffs begin next week. Eagles today playing for the bye. Down here at Lincoln Financial Field, it's starting to load in. Jody, I'll just paint the scene for you every once in a while. It is, uh, it's really a nice day down here. The sun is out, very little wind. Uh, I think we kind of got lucky. It's, last time I looked, it was 41 degrees. Anybody will take that on, the, uh, in, on January 8th, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's say hi to David in South Philly. Hey, David. Hey, guys. How you doing this morning? Very good. Excellent. Um, so, been listening to you guys. I think you're right on about everything for today and sort of what the Eagles are this season. So, I'm thinking ahead to next year, and I'm thinking a lot about Jonathan Gannon. I totally agree with the frustration around his soft zone stuff. It felt like we reverted to the Jonathan Gannon two years ago. But my question is, what do you think the future looks like for Jonathan Gannon? And if he's not here, what does the future of the Eagles defense look like in next year? Well, rumor came out last night. I want to attribute it to the right source, so bear with me. i got to find it. Uh, out of Houston, and it was a reporter out of Houston, reported that Jonathan Gannon's name is in play to become coach of the Houston Texans. Of course, they're just terrible this year. Uh, look to get the first pick of the draft. Aaron Wilson is the reporter down in Houston who said, uh, Lovey Smith's job is in danger. Will the Texans fire head coach third year in a row if job becomes open? Eagles' Jonathan Gannon considered strong candidate after interviewing twice last year. Mutual interest between the team and Gannon per sources. Uh, I would I would be surprised if Gannon does not move to a head coaching job next year. Um, Jody, and then we'll get to what that means for the team. Do you view it differently, Jody? I Slightly. Um if I were Houston, uh, I, I don't know how you don't come in with an offensive coach. You're going to take a quarterback with either the first or second pick in the draft. Um, your offense has been a stone-cold mess since Deshaun Watson left. I, I would absolutely be looking to hire an offensive coach rather than a defensive coach. That doesn't mean Gannon isn't a good candidate, and I think Glenn's right. There's a better chance he will get a job than not get a job. I just don't. I don't think the Texans would be well served by hiring Gannon. I think they got to get an offensive guy. But do I think? Do I think he's going to be in? And oh, by the way, one of the guys I would have interest in if I were the Texans would be Shane Steichen. 
because I think he's going to be one of the best offensive uh, possibilities uh, coordinator, elevated head coach for the first time around the league this year. So I think the Eagles may lose one of their coaches to the Texans. I, I think the better fit would be Shane Steichen. Interesting. Um, go ahead. Well, uh, uh, no, I cut you off. Go on. i just uh, going to say, but I do believe Gannon will be a top candidate. I'd give him a slightly above 50% chance to get a job. I don't think it's a lock-solid rock cinch that he's going to get a gig, but I think he's in a mix. And, yes, he did interview, and apparently somewhat successfully, they didn't give him the job, but uh, they did like him enough to bring him back for a second interview. That's always a good sign. Um, so that, that means that he knows how to interview, and that means he's going to be a viable player for a couple different teams. So, David, I mean, you, you, this is the way it works, right? As your team becomes successful and makes a playoff run and we hope makes a Super Bowl run, your um, coordinators become hot candidates for whatever coaching jobs become open. I think there's going to be a decent amount of coaching jobs open this offseason. So there's a, there's a good chance that both of them will leave. As Jody said, Steichen's going to be a hot candidate too. The tough part for Nick and the tough part for Howie Roseman is that you got to find guys to replace them who can do the job. And Andy Reid was so good for so long here, and Andy Reid started to lose his success when his um, assistant staff really started to decline, right? When he lost the Harbaugh's and Jim Johnson passed away and um, trying to think, Leslie Frazier left. There are two or three other assistant coaches who were good here who left and went on to somewhere else. And that's the tough part is you got to replace those guys. As much as people don't like Gannon, and I understand that he's not what Philadelphia looks for in a defensive coach, their defense is really good, and it will be tough to replace them. David, floor is yours. So I, I totally agree with all that, Mike. I guess my question is who do you think that the Eagles target, you know, given we have a pretty solid core, a uh, couple older guys who might, who might move on, uh, on the defensive side, but a generally younger crew, um, what kind of defensive coordinators would you be looking for, and what do you think the changes look like? I mean, I agree that, uh, you know, I mean, good luck to Gannon if he goes to Houston. That's going to be a rough ride and, and probably not last that long. Uh, and Shane Steichen, I would be really sad to lose, uh, but I think Jody is right that teams are going to target him because the Eagles offense has been so good. But I'm more interested on the defensive side of the ball who do the Eagles target, and, and does the defense look different under a different coordinator? I'm Mac, sure. I'll give, you, I'll give yeah. you my take on this because it uh, may unfortunately be thwarted. The obvious answer would be if Gannon were to leave, the Eagles would hire Vic Fangio because they yeah. play, quote-unquote, the Fangio defense. A bunch of teams in the National Football League have adopted Vic Fangio's style of defense, and he has uh, been out on the street this year. He came to the Eagles. He made one of those uh, somewhat infamous Eagle appearances in training camp where coaches that have coached elsewhere here previously show up at camp, spend the day, glad hand, schmooze, hang around. Uh, and he did so in Philadelphia this past training camp. So I thought it would just be a natural fit. Now, there are serious rumors that Sean Payton has already reached out to Fangio, that if he gets a gig around the NFL, whatever uh, coach, head coaching spot he gets, and major rumors yesterday saying Denver's already reached out for permission from New Orleans to at least interview him. Um, he's already on record as saying, I will attempt to get Vic Fangio to be my defensive coordinator. So the Eagles could be in competition for Fangio's services 
if that's uh, a, ne a necessity because Gannon gets a gig. Yeah, and I'd be okay with that. I mean, you're right. You don't have to change the whole system. I don't know. I mean, the guy who's doing the great job for them is Rocker, who's the, def the defensive line coach. But that doesn't mean that he has it made to be a coordinator. He's in his 50s also. I don't know where they want to go with that. Um, and, again, just because a guy's a great assistant coach doesn't mean that he's a great coordinator. And a great coordinator doesn't become necessarily a great coach. I give you Ray Rhodes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, y your guess seems very logical to me. I, I can't really give you names of hot position coaches around the NFL who are waiting to be promoted to coordinator. So I'm good with yours. Hey, you know who we could ask? Who's that? Mike Garofolo. There you go. He knows these kinds of things. Him. That's, yes. his, that's his wheelhouse. Exactly. And guess what? He's joining he us in about space. five minutes. That works for me. Yeah, we're going to talk to our old pal Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network coming up. And take your calls. 215-592-9494. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. It's a football Sunday on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.